0: Peace, misfits, and welcome to July, which is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. With THS being a safe space for everyone, I wanted to help all of you with getting back to center before we begin this episode. It's been a while since we've all worked on our breathing together, and as I've stated before, staying deeply connected to your breath can save your life. So we're going to take a few deep inhales and exhales together and you can take this time to relieve yourself of some of the stress and worry that may be weighing on you. For the duration of this episode let yourself forget those worries. Let this space of healing be an escape for you. Remember you can practice this no matter where you are as you don't have to have your eyes closed in order to breathe deep. Now Let's begin. Let's inhale deep together. And exhale. Again, we inhale deep. And exhale. Allow yourself to feel it, allow yourself to relax, allow those shoulders to slowly come down, relieve that tension, taking away the tension in your brow, relaxing your jaw. We inhale deep and exhale again, be here exist in this moment, allow yourself to relax, to simply be. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you remain centered. Thank you, Misfits, for joining me in this meditation. And now, let's get into one. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there is more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo. What's up, Misfit Universe? As stated at the beginning of the podcast, it is indeed Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, and at the end of each episode this month, and I think we have three episodes, Yeah, three episodes this month. At the end of each one during Good News, I'm going to share some tips with you guys. Different ways that I think you all can help to manage any mental health issues that you have that are going on, or maybe family members, friends, we have to show up for each other. The blessing is, is with each year that passes in our community, specifically the black community, we're beginning to be a little bit more vocal, you know, a little less afraid. Slowly but surely, chipping away at the stigma of mental health. It's necessary. It's needed. And I'm glad that people are feeling like they no longer have to hide in the shadows when it comes to their mental health. People are able to speak up and get the help that they truly need. And we need to keep doing that. You know, keeping the the same energy, as the youngsters say. (laughs) This week, I'm honored to be able to have a dear friend of mine as my guest, Author D. Rashad Battle is here to talk about his latest project, his novel called Fire. And we get into a few more things as well. Uh, He and I actually recorded this uh, on Sunday, so it hadn't yet become July. I'm recording this actually today. Uh, uh, Well, I'm realizing it's a podcast. You guys can listen to this whenever. I make that mistake often. I'm recording this on Tuesday when the episode actually goes up. I do that every time. I'm like, dude, they could be listening to this in like 2024. Anyway, (laughs) we have a great conversation and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. I feel like we dropped some gems. So definitely let me know if you all feel the same. Also, I want to give a a huge thanks to you guys in the Misfit Universe for all of the feedback that you provided for both episodes 76 and 77 of the podcast. I'd been gone for a month and a day, and I didn't realize how much time had passed until it came time to record again. And when I posted it, I went back and looked at the episode with Daryl and I, and I was like, sheesh, it had been a month and a day. That was pretty major. But the feedback was wonderful, you know? Uh, the, the episode called Let's Catch Up, there was such a positive response to what I had to say uh, concerning what's happening in Sudan, the, uh, the massacre, as well as our own massacre that's going on here in America when it comes to our trans women. I have really appreciated the feedback and it sparked some really great conversations that I had with people. And so I thank you all for that. I thank you all a lot. And of course, Black Queer and Unapologetic with George and JL. <laughs> I love every single BQ and you. And this one was was special. It really, really was. I. It was. Oh, boy, it was adult. Um, <laughs> it's the first episode. Which, mind you, we've we've gotten very raw on this show. But it's the first episode where I actually had several people hit me up and thank me for warning them on a lot of the posts that I put on social media, they said that that warning really came in handy, <laughs> we went in, we really did, uh, funny, went in, anyway, but yeah, so you guys giving so much love to those two episodes and welcoming me back after that month of being gone really meant a lot, also, I want to make sure I'm saying this at the top of the show, please make sure that you guys are checking the description for each episode. I've gone through the trouble of making sure that I do segment markers. Trust me, that thing ain't easy. (laughs) It's a tedious process of having to literally scroll through the episode and find where each part starts and stops. But I want to make it easy for you guys, you know? Uh, there are lots of people who say listen to the whole episode. I am a huge proponent of that. I would love for you to listen to the whole episode. But there are some people, you know, you like like this week with D. Rashad. You could be a family member who just wants to get to your baby's interview real fast and you don't have time to listen to everything else. Go into the description. It shows you exactly what time that interview starts. Scroll your way all over on over to that and get your listen on, you know. I'm here to help. so my weekend let's get into our weekends really quick well i say our weekends my weekend uh it was it was fun it was fun on saturday i went to savannah of course as you misfits know different city every month and savannah it was i was cutting it close because you know i'd experienced being too busy i experienced bad weather i just could not get to savannah and then finally i'm like you know it doesn't matter if it rains whatever i'm getting there so of course my road dog my bro who's always with me tay he and i went ended up being a four hour drive from where i live now made me miss where i was in riverdale because that was a whole hour difference but yeah i enjoyed savannah a lot i actually it's one of those ones where i check off i could definitely go there again i could definitely go to savannah again i feel like there's a lot more to see like, I, there are people who come to Baltimore, when they come to Baltimore, they only see a little bit and assume that that's all. And that was actually me when it comes to here in Atlanta. When I would come to visit, I didn't realize just how many different areas there were, because the people who would show me around would pretty much stay in one particular area. But once I moved here, I'm like, this place is massive. There's so many different areas to go in Atlanta and, you know, right outside of the perimeter. And that's the way that I felt with Savannah. I feel like there's, there's a good chance that there's a whole lot more that I haven't seen yet. So I can see myself going back. A brother might fly. But um, I can see myself going back to Savannah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that was really the main thing. This was a pretty chill weekend for me. Uh, yesterday, well, excuse me, because it is absolutely Tuesday now. Um, Sunday was all about doing the interview with D Rashad, and what else? Uh, I focused on some stuff that I had to do for work, and there was something else, but other than that, that was pretty much it. It was a, it was, a, it's funny, it was a very busy yet very chill weekend. Like, there's nothing of note to really comment on, you know? So, it was, yeah, other than Savannah, and Savannah was enough. It was absolutely enough. So, What else is going on with me right now? Okay, I decided that I'm going to spend a week being vegetarian, which most people assume I'm vegan, so that probably shouldn't come as a surprise to most, but one of my coworkers shared with me that he was thinking of uh, being vegan for a week, seeing how it feels and if he wants to continue on with it. So I'm like, I don't, mm, I like chicken and fish a little too much. So I don't know if I could ever go completely vegetarian, but doing it, doing it for a week is no problem at all. None at all. So I'm going to enjoy this, especially because the brother has been thinking of losing weight, even though I said I want, I want to lose weight, but I've gotten, and this is kind of sliding into culture of pop a little bit, but I've gotten into Lizzo lately. Oh my God, misfits. Like, she is absolutely everything. And not only do I really enjoy her music, but I enjoy her message. And, like, looking at her, she is absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. And I watched her do a performance of Truth Hurts on the BET Awards. And all I kept thinking to myself is, now, I said I'm supposed to be losing 20 pounds because I want to do this nude photo shoot, um yoga, but now I'm sitting here like, OK, you know, tighten some things up just a little bit, which everyone keeps saying that they don't see it. Bless you all. <laughs> Bless you all. We, we are often more critical of ourselves than others are. So I thank you all for the love. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I love that on the cover of her uh, her project, Lizzo is embracing her love handles and everything. I don't know if I'm ready to do that as a yogi. Now, on one hand, I might be able to really inspire some people because I'm far from the only person with love handles. You feel me? So I could inspire a a whole number of people to feel like, you know, maybe they want to just undress and do nude yoga with me. You know, our our more average bodies. Uh, Shoot, as I'm saying it to you guys, I'm feeling more empowered. But yeah, it's a journey. And you know, for those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I've been I've been very outspoken about my journey of embracing my curves and appreciating my thickness. And where I am right now, I'm actually the heaviest that I've ever been. I'm 184 pounds right now. Again, everyone's like, Where? I'm like here, bitch. Like in my damn gut. <laughs> my my stomach, you know, which is making it harder for me to be able to wear pants. There, it's there. Thanks. But uh, it's a journey. It's a journey. And speaking of minority mental health, this podcast is a huge part of my mental health. Being able to talk to you guys, being as transparent as I am, it's definitely very cathartic for me. And I hope that you guys are able to get something out of it when you listen as well. You know, I hope when you listen to all the episodes of The Healing Space, it gives you an opportunity to just... A little bit you know so okay with all of that being said shout out to Lizzo uh, we move on to the culture of pop so first of course we have to talk about the rainbow elephant in the room <laughs> which is Lil Nas X actually came out and this has been over I guess you would say the last 24 hours because he did it he did it kind of midday or kind of late evening yesterday but it really didn't gain traction excuse me On Sunday. It didn't gain traction until. I think because I'm recording this. Like early Tuesday morning. I'm still seeing this as Monday. But yeah. So he came out on Sunday. And he didn't necessarily say it then. But on Monday. I think it was Monday afternoon. He actually ended up flat out. It was a tweet that he put up. That said uh, just because I'm gay. Doesn't mean I'm not straight. And. I loved all the posts that I'm seeing from people saying they need to protect Lil Nas X. I thought that was very sweet. Oh, I wish that our world could be like that more often. That touched my heart. That touched my heart that people are like, you know, it was one that was that we have to protect him uh, no matter what or at all expenses or something like that. I forgot the exact thing that they said. But expenses, does that make sense? I, I feel like I do that all the time because, I look, I don't like being one of those people that just speaks out of my mouth and just says whatever and keeps it pushing. Mm-mm, that's a pet peeve of mine. I want you to think about what you're saying. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, when I saw that uh, his initial post saying, you know, that he didn't really understand, he did. He didn't. He thought that he made it clear with the cover of his, which actually wasn't. His initial post, his initial post is that he put up one of his videos and he said he wanted people to listen closely. I think it's a song called Closure uh, because he has a new EP that came out, which I actually like. But uh, on the song Closure, he said he felt like he was pretty much informing everyone of exactly what it was, but he didn't say what it was. Then he sent out another tweet showing the cover of the project where in the distance there's a city and one of the buildings is completely rainbow. And he said that he thought that that was a given. But today, he just flat out said, you know, just because I'm gay. And you see people, and hopefully as a good sense of humor, because there are a lot of people who are making jokes and things of that nature. Um, I do think that a lot of that is in poor taste, because I, I think it's sad. One, I think it's sad that the minute someone says that they're gay, you begin to make ass jokes you know and talking about them being penetrated and all of that stuff because one it's bottom shaming and that's a problem but two why is it that everyone who's gay has to be penetrated why is that the number one place you go you know Uh, but every time I say that I always have to flip it back around and say and what if they did what if everyone who was gay was penetrated The problem is, is that we still live in this patriarchal society that makes it seem like there's a weakness to it, you know? And I just, I pray for him because I feel like he's probably one of those people that pays attention to a lot of things that people say because he was retweeting a lot of stuff. And I'm like, you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. It was brave, 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 brave of you to just exist in your truth the way that you did. But then you have to be careful because you're still human and you're susceptible to a lot of pain from absolute strangers. So, little nozax even though I know you'll never hear this, I am with you, I stand with you. I send you love, light, and prayers to continue to be strong because I can only imagine when you did what you did, how many other people you allowed to feel seen. How many people felt like they could walk out of the shadows and twirl and dip and exist boldly in their light. So I thank you for that. I thank you for that, you know? And the fact that you are 13 weeks straight at number one on Billboard. 17 in general. 17 weeks being in, I wasn't maybe the top five, top 10, but 13 weeks at number one. 13 weeks at number one, this queer black man. I love it. I absolutely love it and I don't know it it, it it made me feel good seeing that because there wasn't any gray area you know it's like hey here I am this is what it is and I also want to send a shout out to Elliot Knight now there are a lot of you who may not know who he is but he's a, a black Brit and the number one thing I could probably say you guys may have seen him on is if any of you misfits have watched once upon a time he played Merlin. Uh, for, I think it was one season where he was on there, but, uh, that brother is fine. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I assumed for a while, I was talking to my friend Marcus and I told him, cause he and I are big fans of, uh, huge admirers, excuse me, of Elliot. And I told him that I had assumed for a while, just kind of reading into his Instagram and Marcus said he didn't want to assume. And I was like, I don't really think that it was assumption. I don't really think that he hit it and he posted uh, a message on Instagram kind of I guess you know he was kind of going off of Lil Nas X and he's like well since we're all doing this right now then I might as well posted a letter talking about the fact that you know he came out when he was a teenager but that he didn't feel like it was necessary for everyone to have to come out because straight people don't have to come out so why is it that we have to you know and he was talking about doing away with labels and things of that nature But I'm glad that he did it just because even though he may not even be close to the level of notoriety that Lil Nas X has, just is the fact that Lil Nas X could be able to look out and say there's somebody else, you know, because Elliot still gets a lot of different shows, you know, so he he could still be taking a chance. But being able to see in within 24 hours, two black men boldly stating that they're queer, that said oh what i mean like even five years ago even five years ago you wouldn't have seen it because even until now frank ocean has never flat out said who he is he's simply existing you know birthday parties with balls and all that stuff you know having people coming out and voguing and everything yes but he's never flat out said it so to exist in 2019 where two black queer men stand up and say we're in the entertainment business and we don't care we're queer yeah man yeah i'm here for that all day so love and light to both of you i walk with you i stand with you yeah make those movements so to the television shows and there are going to be spoilers so just fyi here is where you can take advantage of <laughs> the segment markers. If you don't want any spoilers for Queen Sugar or Pose, go ahead, make your way to that uh segment marker and make your way on to uh the interview with D Rashad. So yeah, so Queen Sugar, I had to catch up. I actually had to catch up on that on and on uh Big Little Big Little Lies. That's the name of the show, right? Big Little Lies. Uh, which both shows are knocking it out. Uh, I caught up on Queen Sugar. I had two episodes to watch. And I had three episodes of Big Little Lies. And I still have to watch one more episode of Big Little Lies. But I'm I'm caught up with Queen Sugar now. Pose was amazing. Pose is now, uh, what is the phrase that they use? Uh, appointment television. They were saying that Game of Thrones would be the last appointment television show. BS. Um, maybe when it comes to everyone in general, maybe America in general, but trust me, when it comes to queer people, Pose is absolutely must see TV. It is must see television. And it was so good. Like, I found myself being emotional several times over. And it was all because of Lil Poppy, uh, which I believe his uh, real name is Angel Curio. But oh my goodness. I told you guys before, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how I loved how they're allowing him to have a bigger role this season. And he shined. He shined. And the relationship with he and Angel on the show, oh my goodness, uh, who is uh, Inyamore. Oh my goodness. Like, watching their love or watching just how strongly he loves her. And the way, I, I love that her shining didn't diminish how he felt about her her choosing her career over him in the moment you know that didn't diminish his feelings i loved seeing that on television because so often you have situations where there is somebody who you know they're like okay well i choose my career and understandably you know we we can't always say that it's wrong for someone to decide that they no longer want to deal with you because you chose your career over them. I get it. I can see both sides. But the fact that Angel was like, you know, I'm not moving out. Not Angel. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's his real name. But you know, Little Poppy. The fact that Little Poppy wasn't like, I'm moving out. He wasn't like, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. No, he said to her, you're going to see me, you know. You're going to understand sooner or later that I love you, you know. And you're going to love me the exact same way. Brother had me in tears. Had me in tears, you know. So kudos to them. Kudos. I don't know if Janet uh, directed this episode, but she's been knocking it out too. She's been knocking it out too. Uh, so yeah, shout out to to, to Pose. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. You guys definitely make sure to check it out. Be able to see the rest. And then there's Big Little Lies. All I'm going to say is I tip my hat to the writers of Big Little Lies. Wow. Like every episode feels like a movie, every episode, such stellar writing. And it's another one of those shows where you begin to get disappointed because it's so few episodes, but then you're thankful that it's at least an hour, you know? Uh, And it makes me want to go back and watch season one and then begin to watch season two again. It's one of those shows. It's one of those ones where I can definitely watch it more than once. And everyone is bringing it this season. I, it's only uh, I'm only up to episode three, four episodes are out right now, but I love that Zoe Kravitz has a bigger role. I love that Mel Streep can just do no wrong. And I love the fact that she's I know when I get that feeling of g- genuinely disliking a character that it means the actor is doing a good role. And, I mean, a good job in their role. And I can't stand her character. (laughs) But I will say that I love watching Meryl and Reese Witherspoon on camera together. Because their characters despise each other. And ooh, it's just little subtle nuances. Oh my goodness. I could watch them all day. (laughs) The two of them back and forth, I could watch them all day. But the the whole cast, Laura Dern, uh, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, like everybody, they got some more black people in the cast. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just good. If you have HBO, definitely watch Pretty Little Lies. No, no, no. That was a whole different network. (laughs) Big Little Lies, yes. (laughs) <laughs> and then there is Queen Sugar. And this is yet again another show with stellar writing. And as I've always said, the cinematography for Queen Sugar is a wet dream for me. Because I love cinematography. And the the pictures that this show paints. I, I mean, you could watch this show on mute and be drawn in. Dead ass. You really could. Because that's what they do. Shout out to the directors! Oh my goodness! Like the 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 costume design. Like this show is just everything about it grabs you. Everything about it. And when I tell you, like I love Nova, and I would love to hear back from you, Misfits, about this. I definitely would. I don't. I don't know how to feel, because I respect Nova and her desire to be able to have everything out there. To not have anything in the shadows. For everything to just be laid bare. For the world to see. And this way the family can move forward. I, I I get it. But then on the other hand. It feels very much like you didn't take. Any of the family into consideration. And you could honestly be doing. A lot of mental and emotional damage. To all of them. So I appreciate the writers. So much for being able to make this a situation. Where I could even look. And be like eh. You know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is paying for it in a big, big way. Also, shout out to David Allen Greer coming on as Jimmy Dale, who is the uh, the ex-husband of uh, Violet. Woo! Does a great job in a very dark role. A very good job in a very dark role. And I love that they have all these different storylines going on at once. And what I do know is that I need for uh, I need for Queen Sugar to not be a modern day Good Times. Because one of the reasons why I wasn't able to watch Good Times as a kid is because it just seemed like, it called itself a comedy, but it was one of the most depressing television shows I'd ever seen. <laughs> like, and I'm looking at Queen Sugar now like, okay, listen, listen, listen. There's just always some type of sadness. It's constantly an uphill climb. And if we're being honest, that's being black in America. So in that case, you know, I can't really argue that. But it's like, she's give me some escapism. It's just always difficult. <laughs> but it makes for amazing television. And I'm sure I'm probably old enough to be the father of the, the brother who plays Micah. But I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. Dude's fine. I'm fairly certain he's over 21. So I could feel comfortable saying this. Jesus, he's fine my god, he came on there with a whole new hairstyle, he has a fi- like a five o'clock shadow, little beard coming in, yeah, yes sir, yes sir, um, <laughs> so make sure if you have own, you're checking out Queen Sugar, and I didn't say, uh, Pose, Pose is FX, so if you have X- FX, definitely check out Pose, and last would be the Democratic Debates, So I didn't get to see the first one and I was a little disappointed because I'm not, I don't necessarily care to see Elizabeth Warren, but I wanted to see Julian Castro. Uh, Not even really Cory Booker. And I've been cool on Cory Booker and I've defended him because I'm bothered by the fact that we live in a society where black people, and I'm specifically saying black people for this. It could be lots of others, but I'm talking about my community right now. Black people have an issue with happy. Black people have an issue with optimism And this isn't a blanket statement. It's definitely not all black people. So I'm going to say that right now before somebody comes into my DMs. But a great number of people, you know, and I constantly keep seeing it. When I post online about this, there are people who will come into my comments and be like, no, we can't do happy right now. We can't do optimistic. We need somebody to meet, you know, to match Trump's energy. And I'm just like, but why? Why do you want to go from, you know, having a disrespectful, nasty, ugly president to having the exact same thing just in blue instead of red why you know because in your mind you're saying you just need somebody who can go against him in the debates and things like that that's what you're you're saying but you're not realizing that this person will then have to be in office too and if they're willing to get as grimy as he is in the debates what's going to stop them from being just as grimy when it's time for them to go you know into the White House I don't think people are thinking you know And so I'm like, who exactly do you want? Because right now, black people are saying no to pretty much everyone on both stages. And I sat there watching Kamala, and I'm aware of her track record when it comes to the injustices towards black men, you know? But one of the questions that... And she's not my front runner, by the way, you know? I don't really have anyone yet. I'm still paying attention to people. Like I said, you know, I... Want to hear more from Julian, from Corey, from Kamala, from Pete. You know, these are all people who I'm looking at. Uh, but when it comes to Pete, when it comes to Kamala, you know, with all these people, senators, mayors, they have had their dirt. But I ask you to show me a politician who, who plans to go far, who hasn't, because that's the society we live in. So while I join all of you. And wanting to... Well, not all of you. I'm sure some of you don't mind corruption. But for those of us who want to have somebody with clean hands, that's literally an oxymoron. <laughs> you're you're not going to get a clean-handed politician. It's sadly not going to happen. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I love Marion Williamson. Uh, she's quite a lot of flack from people. I've been informed that she has some skeletons in her closet. So I'm going to need to do you know, some research on her because I was not aware of that. But... I, I would like to say to the Democrats, you know, as I always say, I consider myself to be an independent, only consider myself because I've yet to actually uh, sign up myself as an independent. I need to do that. But I take issue with both parties. I've always been very honest about that, you know, and when it comes to the Democrats, my thing is, is that true? The blue party does need to have a spine. Absolutely. But we don't need to have a spine in the sense that we get down and dirty with Trump. no. Because again, and I go back to this all the time, Michelle Obama was not joking when she said, when they go low, we go high. Seriously, you know? And I look at somebody like Kamala and I'm like, she's capable of being able to have a debate with him where she doesn't have to get as petty and nasty as he is without completely breaking him down. Now, of course, because he's a narcissist, he's not going to stop. You know, he'll be embarrassed, which will make him say even more foul and disgusting things to her. But in the end, she wins. Unfortunately, because of her past, there are a lot of black people who have already stated that they've canceled her, which I think is unfortunate. And I think I may have said that a few minutes ago because all of us should be capable of redemption. So if she genuinely feels sorry for what it is that she's done in the past, who, who else like I'm looking at all these people, you know, like like uh, Mayor Pete, he got on stage and unlike Joe Biden, who seems to be incapable of apologizing for some of his atrocities in the past, Mayor Pete said that there was no excuse for what it was that happened. He dropped the ball, you know, when it came to the uh, the cop that was killed, black cop. And he's saying that there is no excuse for what it was that happened, you know? And I'm like, I appreciate that you can at least not try to think of a lie that you can admit that you dropped the ball, you know, but it's like people, all you have to do is slip up once and people are done with you. And I keep saying over and over again, if that is the case, what candidate are you going to have? Plain and simple. What candidate are you going to have if no one is capable of flaw? If every flawed person gets canceled by you, you're going to get Trump reelected. I can't stress that enough. You are going to get Trump reelected. Cut it out. Cut it out. I I understand and I respect holding people's feet to the fire. Absolutely. But I really need for everyone to understand that even Obama wasn't perfect. And it actually made me sad to see how many people would get angry at black people who weren't completely pro Obama. No, these were people who just had their eyes open. That's all. People who understood that even he was imperfect. For so many people who wanted to raise him up on this throne because he was a black man as president. No, he's still flawed. He still had a lot of issues taken into consideration, even though I personally believe he was always for same gender marriage. It took him into what was it? His second presidency where he came out and flat out said it like I, I need for everyone to really stop acting like politicians are going to be perfect. They are not. And when it comes to injustices, allow people the space to be able to apologize and actually work towards being better people. Plain and simple. I understand if you take issue with Biden. He's not willing to actually own up to certain things that have taken place in his past. And that's unfortunate. It's going to come back to really destroy him in the end. But if somebody's willing to apologize and actually state that they want to work towards it, keep an eye on them. Make sure they're doing the work. But if they are, allow them the space to do so. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying no. I'm not canceling anybody who is actually willing to apologize and do the work. That's where I stand. So at the end of the day, I will be at the ballot box and I will be voting for someone. Ain't staying home. Not letting that man be in there for another four years. It's just not happening. If you choose to do that, more power to you. It's not going to be me. But yeah, with that said, we're done with the culture of pop. So we're going to move on to my interview with D Rashad Battle. Hope you guys enjoy it and I'll see you on the other side. This week's guest is a true creative. This brother has written six novels, two books of poetry, a short film, and a full-length movie. He's always showing love to his home state of North Carolina. However, for his latest novel, Fire, he's showing love towards Harlem, New York. The story focuses on St. Samuel's and his journey of self-love and discovery. It's now available digitally and in paperback. Welcome to the Healing Space, D. Rashad Battle. What's good, bro? What's up, everybody? What's up, Rave? I'm so happy to have you here at the Healing Space. Thank you. And you know, you and I were having a conversation. You shared with me that this is your first podcast, right?
1: Yes, it is. It is. Oh,
0: that makes the brother feel good. It makes me feel good. <laughs> just a little nervous,
1: just a little bit,
0: and that's understandable. But you know, you're on a a, a, a mental health podcast. So, you know, okay. this is where I bring wellness in and I just say, you know, inhale, okay. exhale. I got you. I got you. It's going to be all good. Okay, <laughs> We got this. We got this. So, yeah, I'm happy to have you on here because as somebody, of course, was a fan of your work. I want to put that out there first because I realized in all of the questions that I wrote down, I didn't actually put this down to say to you. So before we begin, I want to say this to you. I think that. It says a lot about a writer if the reader can feel like they're genuinely transferred to another world, you know? And what I love about reading your work is that, and I'm going to be honest, I get nervous with all of my friends because I'm like, oh shit, am I actually going to like this? (laughs) Am I actually going to enjoy this? Because if you don't, then you feel uncomfortable ever sharing with them how you feel about their work, you know? Right. Right. But what I love is that I genuinely do feel like I am sent somewhere else when I read your work. Like I'm not here, I'm actually in the lives of your people. Right, and right. when you finish a work of yours, you actually feel like you knew them. And so, I thank you for that. I thank you for that because it says it means a lot for a reader and for a fellow artist to feel like you can read something and feel like you can not only just relate, but you enjoy the characters and you feel like you know them. Okay. <laughs> <God>. thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> my bad I, I i've i've been told on more than one occasion that my compliments can make people feel awkward so my bad i'm not trying to make you feel <laughs> i
1: always get awkward with compliments like people like even with the book now they're like oh you're in inspiration the book was good i'm just like thanks like i don't know what to say like i really i really don't i just you know i just put the work out there and i just kind of you know let it speak for itself and just you know, I'm a That's humble that. dude. You know that.
0: Oh, Absolutely. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, OK, so the first thing I wanted to say was for those who aren't familiar with who D. Rashad is, can you tell the Misfit Universe? Those are my listeners. Can you tell the Misfit Universe a little about a little bit about your beginnings? Uh, I'm from Rocky
1: Mountain, North Carolina. First of all, I got to shout out Rocky Mountain. Um It's a little town in uh, North Carolina, eastern North Carolina uh graduated in 2011 I mean 2001 I'm sorry uh, t- <laughs> I was about to say you did really <laughs> no nah, 2001, I'm sorry 2001 um that's kind of telling my age but whatever you know it is what it is
0: listen um, we we're, we're blessed to still be here <laughs> <laughs> uh i started writing when i was
1: about 12 or 13 i used to write you know short stories and draw pictures to go along with them and then i kind of like transitioned into poetry and then novels and uh, i started publishing in 2015 and it's just been you know uphill from there
0: yeah yeah so is as far as like taking your your art of writing seriously around what age did you begin to allow your imagination to spill onto paper uh i'll say
1: probably about 16 is when i really got serious with it uh like, I wrote so many stories before, like, even the stuff that I publish now. Like, I have, like, piles of stories that I wrote back in high school. And I used to, like, pass it around to, like, classmates. Yeah. Talk about how great it was. But I was just like, oh, you know, maybe it was just more, you know, I always knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Since so, since I was, like, you know, 12 and 13 writing, I always wanted to just be a writer. Like, there was really nothing else that I wanted to really be
0: yeah so so you yeah. never had like another passion that even rivaled writing no nah, i don't think i can think
1: of is probably like i wanted to be a physical therapist you oh, know. okay that's you know, what <laughs> i wanted to help people in some way so i was like all right that's not gonna happen so i can help people with writing somehow
0: I you know never knew that
1: that was probably the only thing that i ever you know when I, I mean i still probably would want to do that but yeah I got to go back to school for that. I don't
0: know about that right (laughs) now. That made me smile. I never knew that. Not only did I not know that, but I I didn't really know what it was you just said about you wanted to be able to help people in some way. In all the years I've known you, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Like that is so, because it's funny because you never quite know what it is that draws you to people. And so when you said that just now, I was like, Maybe that plays a part in why I was drawn to you, because I'm like, <laughs> that our, our purposes aren't that far apart from each other, you know? So that's really cool to know. So in writing, yeah, boy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, okay, I noticed that you still write a lot of your work, like, you know, pen to paper. And there are so many choices that exist for you to be able to, you know, like do it on a laptop or a tablet or something like that. So, and I know this a lot of times, you know, you'll actually post so you, people can see the work that you're doing, you know, kind right. of giving everybody an idea of where you are in your journey. And I love that you bring all of us in to let us see the work that you're doing to kind of make us a part of the process. But my question to you is, what is it that still appeals to you about writing things down instead of typing everything up?
1: Um. Mm. Well, for one, uh, I don't ever want to lose my work. Like mm. I'm bad with computers, with laptops. I go through them like every two years. Wow. So, <laughs> so that's one reason why. But uh, no, seriously, uh, it's just something about the uh, you know the nostalgia behind
0: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, like on. I said, with, with me starting that way, writing by hand, it's kind of like it's, it gives me that you know teenage feel again being at my grandmother's house on the bed just writing and writing and writing before there were you know computers are really big and social media
0: you know it kind of
1: makes me feel closer to the work yeah to actually yeah, yeah, yeah. write you know and then I can take that with me I can just throw it in my bag wherever I go and just jot something down you know I don't have to worry about a cell phone battery be close to dead or you know it's just like it's a lot easier and more convenient for me I don't know about everybody else but I can just you know have a pad and pen and just write and just you know throw it back in my bag and that's it you know so
0: I think that's a word I think that's a word for the misfits who are listening right now that's a word because I mean the 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 truth is is we depend on technology a lot you know and it's like what happens in a situation like you just said not even just the battery running out but no, no offense to technology because we're using that to do everything we're doing right now. <laughs> but, but it's like if it conks out, what you gonna do? Yep. You know. Yep. So yeah. I see it all i time at work. Let the internet go now.
1: Everybody's going crazy. What's wrong with the internet? I'm like, I don't know. Like, go read a book. I don't know. You know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Not only go read a book. Go read one of my books. Thanks. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I have several options for you. Yeah.
1: Right, like, take your pick. I don't care whichever one. Enjoy.
0: <laughs> so, in speaking about this this world that you've created, I wanted to ask you what like what's the process for you? You know, because when when all of us talk about characters that we create, you know, I started creating different characters. I had uh I had a set of books that I created when I was younger. Of course, never made into actual books, books, but you know. Yeah. Um, that were called the, the Fabulous Five. And it's like, I think about these different characters that I created back then when I was around 12 years old and how they showed up to me and how they would talk to me. So I'm always right. interested in talking with other authors who create fiction about how these characters show up for you. So what is that journey like with you and your, your world and family that you've created? Oh... Uh. Well, I'll start off by saying I usually have a title first for
1: all of my books, and I kind of, like, build around that. Got you. Um, And a lot of my characters, uh, I would say they're probably inspired by uh, friends, family members, and even, like, I'll say some of the characters are, like, people that I, like, with the book now, with fire. Yeah. Like I said, the character Fox, she's, like the female best friend that I wish I had yeah so I kind of like build some of my characters around people that I wish I had in my life if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah so a lot of times I just I usually build off of that either just people that I know or people that I wish to
0: know you know so do you find yourself ever thinking about them like after you finish a book in your head, do you continue with their lives, or do you not really think about them again until, let's say, you come back for a sequel or something? Yeah, like with, with
1: my first book, um, which everybody seemed to love, and I honestly... listen.
0: Facts. <laughs> facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? A lot of I, I really, I, I'm not gonna say I didn't care for that book, but like that's one of my least favorite ones.
0: Well, okay, that's real. Yeah,
1: like I even like the sequel more than I like the first book.
0: Which is a good thing for an author, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I felt like I was able
1: to develop the characters a lot more with this, you know, the second book and go into, you know, like their past and then yeah. why they do things and stuff like that. The first book, it was really just me writing and I was kind of putting it out there on Facebook and people just started like, you know, gravitating to it like, oh, this is good, this is good, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't even going to be my first book. I had a whole other book. Dream the Third, matter of fact, was going to be the first book I had in mind. Really? To publish, yeah. Because I wrote that one before I even wrote Tattoo Teardrops. I wrote that one back in college in like 2008. Yeah. That, so that was going to be first book. But everybody started liking Tattooed Teardrops. And I was like, well, I guess this is the one. Listen, so.
0: that whole <laughs> journey... That whole journey was so cool to witness, bro. Like, seriously. Witnessing that journey of you creating that, that yeah. cover, that, which I was about to say the word fire, which is funny, that fire-ass <laughs> cover. Like, dude, everything you went through to get that done, like, yeah. it was, and again, I love that you allow your friends, your readers, you know, everybody on Facebook to truly be a part of the process. Right. Because, and I don't know if you see it this way, but it kind of makes us feel like it's our book too, you know. Right. Like right. we were with you through the process, so when you give birth fully to the child, it's like, oh, we were there with him when he was going through the process. Right. Yeah, right. That's that's definitely.
1: I've had somebody say that recently. As a matter of fact, yesterday someone commented, "Like, oh, I'm so proud of you."
0: I remember when you were
1: putting snippets of your first book, and I was like, I remember those days. Yes. I remember <laughs> that. I remember
0: that. And I always <laughs> like. I love that you still tag me because I know that I'm not always able to comment or like, right. but I'm like, I always say to myself, I hope he doesn't stop doing it because I'm like, when I do see it, I get excited. Like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's more for us to read about the characters. Right. And I'm like, I need to text him and be like, please never stop tagging me because I love this. I love being a part of I the journey it. It's the best. I guess. Okay. So I know that all of your characters are your babies. However, if you had to choose right. one character that felt most like you, who would it be? Wow. Um, I would say, uh,
1: Dream from Dream Deferred. Okay. That that was that was actually me. Like like I said, when I wrote that back in college, it was a lot of me in that book. You know, so I, I would say Dream.
0: So you want to know what's funny? Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if this. I don't know if this is my complete genuine feeling or I don't think you mentioned it to me before. So I don't know if it was if, if, if it was in my subconscious. But that is what I thought when I read that. Yeah. Dead honest. I saw <laughs> I read that and I was like, hmm <laughs> Right. The was in like
1: this- college, like, you know, a few friends. Yeah, that that was definitely me. <laughs>
0: yeah. It it definitely gave me that vibe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so talk to me in the Misfit universe a little bit about your new release, Fire. So what was the the process behind creating that? What was the inspiration?
1: Um, I kind of want to piggyback off of what we just talked about. Uh, with Fire, uh, I put a lot of myself into this new character, Saint. Yeah. So um, when my aunt read it, she was like, she saw a lot of me you know, in this character. Mm-hmm. Um I kinda came up with the idea um back in two thousand and seventeen. It was about two years ago I came up with the title and the name. And it was supposed to have been out way sooner than this, but you know, other things came about, the poetry book and I released some other stuff. I wanted to come I said on Facebook it's kinda like it's an old Slack boys. Yeah. You yeah. know. And it's it's my love letter to Harlem because I'm just infatuated with Harlem and the Harlem Renaissance and Langston Hughes. Yeah. Um, but I really, uh, I, I hope I can maybe say this in the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. The character is more so about him loving himself for who he is. He doesn't really appreciate his, you know, his dark skin and just him kind of, you know, coming to his own and, you know, I kind of had those issues myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: As a teenager, I, I, I I'm not dark, but you know, I was like, I don't like my skin tone.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, so I kind of wanted to write a book about that. Finally, yeah. about the dark skin and about you know self hate and mm-hmm. learning to love.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you
1: know, the fire inside of you, you know, never dying out, even when you think it's you know just a flicker it's still there
0: absolutely you know
1: so that's that's where that came about and then it just grew and it just grew and it just grew from there and then i you know i went to new york last year and i just i jotted down everything that i saw you know <clears throat> everything that i did and i just i put it in the book so you know wait, wait. a lot of that is just is, is me a lot of that is, is how i felt you know
0: last year was when you went
1: yeah it was uh because it was the first year they had Slay fest and i was like i want to go up here for Slay fest i want to go to new york i haven't been in years so that that was last year that was a year ago it was july what yeah
0: so, <laughs> i don't know why in my head it was so mu- so wait last year was when you took because the- didn't you like take a picture of um uh, harriet tubman didn't you, like, to a yeah, picture? Yeah, it was the Harry Tubman statue. Yeah. yeah. That was last year. When <laughs> yeah. I tell I, you, I, I swear I thought that was, like, three years ago. <laughs> no, nah,
1: it was last year. I went to the uh, Langston Hughes house and yeah, took pictures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
0: remember that. I remember that. That's the reason why it made so much sense to me when you created this book and you were talking about Harlem, you know? I was like, yeah, dude. You could, you could get that from your pictures and everything, how much you really right. loved it, you know? So like. I was like, okay, it seemed like the obvious next step, yes. <laughs> but uh, it makes me excited to read Fire even more hearing the way you just described that and broke it down because it's something that's necessary, you know, for, for black right. boys in general. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're cisgender, transgender, like loving who you are, loving right. the skin that you're in, you know, and celebrating it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's definitely a good look. Okay. So what do you want your readers to gain from reading your art? From learning about your family of characters within your world? What is it you're looking for them to gain? Wow. Um
1: I try to promote love, just just love. Like, like I said, no matter who you are or what you look like, you know, love is I don't want to be corny with pose, but love is the message. Yes. <laughs> I, love I feel like we don't get enough of that in this world Amen. from people. Amen. We don't show it enough. You know, so just love, acceptance, you know, loving who you are and accepting who you are and accepting, you know, who you love as they are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Definitely. you know you know who you're
1: talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you write about? I'm like love, life, you know, real shit, urban life, death, and all of that. Yeah. So,
0: absolutely.
1: Whatever somebody takes away from my book, I don't care what they take away from me. If I touch one person, I'm good with that. I'm fine. There we if go. just comes to me and says, "Hey, that book really helped me," and I feel like my job is done, you know. Hmm.
0: That's a, that's a quotable right there. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the audio clips I can post right there, yes. One day somebody will be
1: quoting me, you know, <laughs> when I'm when I'm dead and gone.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there are people who quote you now. Get out of my face. You, you have a whole fan base. Don't try it. <laughs> Do not try it. <laughs> and speaking of which, that actually, that's a great transition into my next question, because I want to talk to you about our queer community. So, okay. how have they received your work, and can you share some of the feedback you receive from people? Uh... Uh,
1: with the queer community, I, I honestly, it hasn't really been. I'm not gonna say it hasn't been very receptive, but um, I definitely have like a bunch of people over here that just support me, right? And they're not they're not all queers, you know. I have some 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 queer people, some heterosexual people. Um, I don't know. I'll say it's hard for me anyway, trying yeah. to get myself out there because I don't want to say everybody's for themselves, but. Everybody's out here doing their own thing. So so it's kinda hard. But I, I do have a lot of people on Facebook that are like, you know, sharing my stuff, like, you know, hey, you know, check this brother's work out. So it's it's been, you know, not what I thought it would be, but it's it's getting there. No,
0: you no, know? let's let's have that conversation though, because that's real. <laughs> and I don't get to have that conversation with a lot of other creatives. But what you, you just spoke a word, you know? Because it's very true and I like the way you put it. Because you put it I like the, you, you put it in a very respectful way. You didn't put it in a way that sounds like you're bitter or angry or something yeah. like that. But it's real, you know, like with this podcast. This is a, I always say, black and queer mental health podcast, but right. I don't get a lot of support from the queer community, <laughs> you right. know? Not not at large. Of course I right. have queer people who support it, but not at large at all, you know? Right. Um, so exactly. I'm like you. It's like, and the, the funny thing is, is that, Hearing from you, I'm surprised by that. So that means that I can only imagine how many people in my life are probably under a different assumption as well, you know? Because it's like me, looking at your posts, looking at your page, I'm under the impression that the gays are clamoring, you know? You got books just shooting out of the ass, like, all over the place, you know?
1: So, my thing is, I don't think a lot of people read. People will support it. Like, with this book, people are like, oh, I'm going to support you. But a lot of people don't read anymore, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know. And like I said, they're into the podcast and, and audio books. Right. So you know, people don't actually sit down and read. And me, myself, I still like I so say, I was waiting for the paperback myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, so I, I feel like a lot of people don't read. And I think that's probably part of the problem. Yeah. Well, not really, problem, but, you know. Yeah. People just don't read anymore. They don't have time to read. I, I really don't even have time to read myself. Yeah. You know, because I'm working in writing. So, like, I have books galore over here that i just never finish
0: yeah oh, so, i i don't you know. know like i i feel like we and i i say this because i had a book and the misfits know because i've talked about it on here i started at my book club again and no. uh um oh i love that response yeah <laughs> <laughs> i started my book club back up and <laughs> i had a book already i talked about it on the podcast but then life happened you know got a promotion at my job. All these things started happening and I didn't have time to read. Right. So what you said is real, but I'm going to put a however in there, though. However, <laughs> if it's something that you really want to do, you're going to get it done. You're going to find the time, you know? And right. I'm somebody that I love books, too, like actual physical books. I love the smell, especially the smell. There's right. nothing like the smell of a good book. Oh, my God. So, of course, there's no... I, I can't. I've attempted... I've attempted to read a book like from a tablet, and when I tell you I've never finished any book that I (laughs) including Elin, and anybody who knows me knows I love Elin Harris, and he has some books that came out after he passed away that I've never been able to finish on a tablet. It just ain't gonna happen. It don't do nothing for me, you know?
1: Yeah, in my father's house I think that was like one of the last ones
0: Yeah, yeah Is that the one that had like, it was like a white cover, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's, the yep. one. that's the one. I have not, when I tell you, I think I've gotten like maybe a smooth 10 pages in and that was it. Wow. Well, I mean, if you ever started back up, I
1: definitely wouldn't mind being a part of that book club, you know, because you always had some good recommendations for books, too. Thank so um, you. I was run yeah. I think it was one, I can't remember. Uh, it wasn't a fiction book, but it was something a while back you told me to read and I never got around to. Mm. I can't it. When I think about it, I'll let you know. I think
0: it's like... Was it the four agreements? Yes, yes. 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 Listen, Yes, one of the matter fact, co- Let me write that down right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was it. And I think I put it in my cart on Amazon and never got it. Like <laughs> <good>.
0: <laughs> One of the greatest and most necessary... Wait a minute, Misfits. So he and I are on <laughs> Skype video right now so we can see each other. He not playing. He literally got up and <laughs> went i'm telling you i will forget (laughs) (laughs) that's so real (laughs) yeah it's definitely one of the greatest books i've ever yes sticky notes (laughs) yes (laughs) but this is how you know you're a true writer though because you weren't like okay i'm gonna put this in my phone i'm not gonna put this on a tablet you're like i'm gonna go and write it down i love it i love it on the refrigerator yes
1: yes That's how you know I was raised on my grandmother and put it on the refrigerator, because you gotta go to the refrigerator at some point during the week.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I do that with my young adults at my job. Like you know, when I go to do um, their apartment checks and everything. And making sure they're keeping everything nice and clean. Anything they need to do. I'm like alright. So we're going to write this down. And we're going to put it on the fridge. Because yep. every time you come here. You're going to see what it is you need to do. Oh. <laughs> I'm there with you. I'm there with you. stack? <laughs> that? Oh okay. Don't forget this. You feel <it? laughs> So okay. So one before I move on to the my next question. I want to say that I love that you have uh, cisgender heterosexual people who show up for you as well. I think that that's really awesome. Uh, right. I, for, for me, I love getting feedback from everybody. You don't have to be queer, you know? And right. I get a lot of support from my cis hetero uh, friends and family. So I love that they show up for you too, even knowing, what, and I mean, the, the same thing happened for, you know, a, a Elan Harris or James R. Hardy, you know? It's like having right. people who just love the stories, so right. Even if it's same gender love, they can still relate because my heart has experienced that before, you know? Exactly. So I love that. But but staying on the uh staying on the subject of being uh queer and same gender loving, what has the journey been like for you as a same gender loving man? Wow. Um not honestly, to get too deep. <laughs> not to get too deep. Honestly, <laughs> honestly be, uh, be be um, raw, be raw it's hard it's definitely hard in in
1: 2019 like in terms of trusting people yeah trusting your heart and your feelings and uh like that first cut can be the deepest but like those cuts afterwards is just they can be even deeper absolutely so, so it was kind of hard like you know you get closed off I mean I get closed off anyway from people like you know yeah. I'll be your friend all day we can we can do whatever all day but in terms of my heart and my feelings that's just it's hard to trust people um, yeah 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 I think it's a beautiful thing though I, I love queer love but it, it's, it's hard to put your feelings out there so I guess it's probably why I just put it on the paper I don't write about love all day but when it comes to me Actually, being in love—that's yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Uh, <laughs> God. Like how to kick love out. How to kick love out was you know the second book I put out. That was a lot of me too. Like you yeah. know, it was just look, I got a good thing here, but I'm I'm just you know I'm fucking it up. Like right, I, I had right. situations before, so it's definitely hard. But uh, and I don't know if it's gonna get any easier if I you know keep going to the top like hopefully that happens soon right. you
0: know
1: it's definitely not gonna be easy because you know then you're like well are you here for me exactly. you know exactly me
0: are you because of what i can do for you right you know fame my notoriety. yeah right. yeah right right that's real so i'm
1: just it, i'm just putting it out there already you
0: know i um <laughs> i went on facebook i don't know if you saw the post it got a far better response than i thought it was going to but i went on facebook and i i rarely if ever talk about romance on social media um i mm-hmm. think the the most anybody saw of me in relationships was when i posted about me and nick like <laughs> that was i think that's the most anybody ever saw i don't talk about it otherwise you know ever um, that's
1: only person that i i know of, of well maybe one other person that you've been with so i don't Right. <laughs> I don't ever see you talk about it. You don't talk about it to me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep
0: it so to myself, so to myself. And so, <laughs> even That's my friends, who, and I think so. I think because yeah. even my friends who live here in Atlanta, they say the same thing. They're like, "You date new? Like, what's going on?" There, there was someone. Oh, okay. Um, and no. <laughs> but the the other day, I think it may have been like two weeks ago. I put this long post up. About you know what I was ready for, and what I wouldn't put up with anymore, and right. I really loved the feedback. Not only that, but some of my friends who were either in long term relationships or married poured into me. And one of my friends, she's about to get married. She gets married next um, next weekend. This uh, this um this day next week. Uh, she okay. said uh-huh. to me, um, because you put this out here, that man is going to find you. You know, because right. right. I was talking about. I ended it with saying. I'm tired of drawing in broken boys. I want a whole man. Right. And because you. That even a fix now. Come on, listen, <laughs> listen. Like, I'm like, again, I do healing work as an actual nine to five. Like my my right. profession is working in this. You know, I don't want to have to come home and do the same thing. Uh, now it's different if we're pouring into each other that's a totally different story yeah, because yeah, all yeah. of us have trauma none of us are perfect you know right but when you look at it and you're like this is imbalanced at all dude you know um and i'm like you when it comes to trust but then we have a whole conversation that we begin to have about why people feel like they can't be transparent right and we we then ho- have the conversation about you know when when dudes men, or women you know when men or women are saying to you that I'm saying this to you to save your feelings, to guard your feelings, to make sure you don't get hurt. And I'm like, actually, that's bullshit. You're doing it for you. <laughs> You're doing it for your feelings, you know? <laughs> so it's like finding somebody who's actually willing to be raw and honest with you. And let's say you you do get hurt because of it. Your feelings aren't hurt because of it. They're not going right. to leave you, you know? It's like, okay, I've hurt your feelings, but and I don't mean if it's a breakup. I mean in the relationship if you're being honest and transparent. Okay, I've hurt you. That wasn't my intention. My intention was to not have any secrets from you. So, now that I've told you my truth, now that you see me and you know I'm not lying to you, now let's work on healing those wounds that I've given you that I didn't mean to inflict, you know?
1: Right. Um, I think that being transparent, well for me anyway, a lot of people like to throw it back in your face. Like, once you Finally, you know, break down that wall, and you tell people, you know, things about you. Yeah. Any any argument, they'll throw it back in your face. Like, oh, well, you know, I remember this, so I remember you, you know. And you're like, why are you using this against me? Like,
0: yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So
1: I've had that happen a lot. Like, that's that's the past. Why why are you throwing this in my face? I told you that, you know, not for you to use it against me. Right. So I think that's probably why a lot of people don't like to be transparent and vulnerable to feel weak and, you know. Yeah. Because when you let somebody in and you trust someone and it's like, oh, wow, this is how you do me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's real. That's yeah. very, very real. I, I gave myself to you, you know. I gave that's... a piece of me to you and this is how you treat what it is that I gave to you. I didn't give it to you easily, you know. right So, right. yeah, no. I, I completely, and, and that's... That's the journey. And it's difficult because you never quite know who you can trust. So, you know, it's like I can't live this life in a cocoon and not allow myself to ever come out and become the butterfly, you know. But Uh, you make me want to stay in there because I'm safer in there than coming out and dealing with somebody who hasn't done the work and isn't prepared to treat my heart the way that it should be treated. You know, I completely feel you on that. Completely. So I'm. I guess I'm in a place now where I'm like, I hope the next dude doesn't mind the fact that it's not going to be easy. Like I'm not going to be an asshole. It's not going to be difficult, but <laughs> it's, it's also not going to be, you know, three weeks and gone by now. We in a relationship, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. You. Know. People like it fast. microwavable love. Come
0: on. <laughs> Come on, microwavable love. You know we talking to a writer boy. Listen. <laughs>
1: No, nah, I, mean, I just feel like you gotta, you, I, gotta well, I gotta know if it's real. If I'm gonna try to build something with you and possibly be with you for the rest of our lives, I, I need to know if this is real or not. And it's not, it's three weeks isn't gonna be enough time for me to know.
0: Not, you know, one. <laughs> not at all. Not, not. <laughs> not at all. But, the, but then we get into a whole conversation of a lack of self love. You're, you're really quick, you need for it to be three weeks because you need somebody to love you. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, it's like, hurry up. I need to make this happen because <laughs> I'm feeling empty inside. And it's like, well, you could always fill you up with you. You know, <laughs> yeah. why are you waiting for that person to come along? You can pour into yourself until they get here, you know, but it's like, I, I don't people. A lot of people don't know how to pour into them. It's like, all right, I'm empty, not realizing that I'm the person who's supposed to be creating, you know, this foundation right. or I have, I, I know how to fill up my own love tank until somebody gets right. here. I know how to fill up my own joy tank, but we, we, cl- we close ourselves off from ourselves. Okay. We were talking about, you know, kind of being closed off from other people. We close off our, we close off ourselves from ourselves yeah we have whole walls that we've had up for so many years that we don't even realize the rumors are on the other side
1: right you preach
0: <laughs> you making me
1: think you're making me think about myself now I mean, I knew all this stuff about myself, but right wow <laughs> so somebody listening to this will will think the same thing
0: so. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely so okay so what's up next for you i know we we you literally just released a new book <laughs> so are are people yeah. going to be able to see you are you going anywhere to be able to promote the book like what is, what is it going to look like in the coming uh-huh. months for you i don't know i, I really want to do
1: that i want to you know do the whole traveling thing but i'm like do i want to waste my time and money doing it and nobody comes out because i know it's going to happen yeah. it, it's going to happen um, but I really would like to do that in the next year. Like, you know, cause I do have two more books that I'm working on. Hopefully they'll be out by the end of the year. Yeah. You know, I can just promote all three. Um, but yeah, I want to do that. I, I want to travel. Um, I was thinking about having another book signing cause I did one for, uh, how to Keep love out a couple of years ago. So, you know, I, I read, it was called pillow talk. Yeah, we had a pillow talk. We sat down we about love and sex, and I read from the book, and you know, we just had a real good time. So I kind of I want to broaden, you know, that and and you know, do that a little bit more. I really want to do that to the point where I don't have to do anything else but just travel. Come and, on, speak, you know, <laughs> that part. That, that's that's goals that I'm getting at. So yeah, I mean that and just more books and hopefully soon, you know, maybe some movies and
0: yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been talking about that how to keep love out script for a while you know, so, and I have a friend in New York, matter of fact, the one who I wrote, you know, the short film and the uh, fooling film for, he was like, I'll produce it for you, just let me know, so, Come on, like, man. you know, when I can probably fit the time, and I guess maybe by the time I'm done with this this last book that I'm going to do this year, then I'll maybe, like, really start getting more into the screenwriting and,
0: yeah,
1: you know, yeah, it out and maybe sending it out, like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get serious about it, so you know, maybe find me an agent or
0: come on, you know, yes.
1: I'm just, like I'm trying to get serious about it. I'm not getting no younger, so
0: that part right know. there, yes.
1: Or books and traveling and movies and yeah.
0: but my, money. My, my thing is, is that, it, and, and again, I can't stress this enough to the Misfit Universe who are listening. Like when you read this, you will connect to the characters, and that's the reason why I know that you can make this into something. I mean, it's already real. You literally have books that are in, and, and that, okay. Prepare for a compliment. <laughs> here, here comes a compliment. So, so just prepare okay. yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I really need for you to understand that you, because your, your books are an extension of you. Right,
1: right. You
0: are sitting in homes all across this country. Yeah. Not only that, and, and I'm I'm saying this, I'm not sure. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But you more than likely have books that exist outside this country.
1: Yeah, I actually have a friend on Facebook. I don't even know how I met him that stays in New Zealand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he has a couple of my books on his bookshelf. Like, that just really just made me feel like it's just, it's really, it hasn't really hit me yet. Like, yeah. it's, it's surreal. It's like, wow, I have a fan. And he's Caucasian. I don't yeah. want to be, you know... Policky, incorrect, right. but he's
0: Caucasian. He's a Caucasian male. He's older.
1: Yeah. He's queer. You know, he's a really cool guy. So I was like, New Zealand, wow.
0: Listen, literally like, the other side of the world. Literally. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. like, I, just, like I said, I don't even know. Like, so I'm a humble person. It's like, wow, I don't even know how to take that. Wow, thank you. Like Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, because I made the comment, like, you're, you're real, you're legit. Like, it speaks for itself. You exist far beyond where you are in North Carolina, you know? Right. So, so that's right. where I'm like, you can take it to the next level, for yeah. sure. You can definitely take it for the next level. I can already see you having movies, you know? So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm speaking that. I'm pouring that into you right now. It's right. <laughs> coming, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so if people want to be able to walk with you, I say walk with, I don't say follow. If people would like to walk with you on social media, how would they do that? Uh, on Facebook, uh,
1: diva shy battle. Um, I have a Facebook page and, uh, you know, a profile. Um, I don't know if anybody sees Twitter. I rarely ever use
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Lots (laughs) of people use Twitter. (laughs) Um,
1: diva shy battle on Twitter as well. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, underscore Giovanni. Uh, yeah, that's it. Snapchat. I post, I post Snapchat about my books, but I don't, you know, right. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's mainly facebook and, and instagram
0: Sna- snapchat's so. the one you should have been asking if people still use it or not <laughs> <laughs> i rarely
1: use it i just really started back using it especially since i put this book out so you know
0: listen listen if you don't remember your password for twitter you're gonna have to remember it at least for this next the next two weeks because i'm gonna be promoting you on twitter so. oh, okay. <laughs> i wish i go and reset that <laughs> right <laughs> yes reset <laughs> Okay, so uh, is there is there anything else? Because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I was like, I, w- I was about to literally start with a whole another question, but I was like, I don't want to have us sitting here forever. So, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to share with the Misfit Universe before we bring the conversation to a close? Um,
1: go get fire. Come on, like, man. it's called Fire, the Book of Saint Samuels. Um, you won't regret it. Trust me. I've already had one person to finish it already. he was upset with the ending the character made the right choice he was like, no hell no he didn't make the right choice I, was like, I wanted him to make the because it's like he has a couple of decisions to make in the book like okay. you know who is he gonna choose in the book so you know okay he has options but you just gotta read it to see who he you know chooses in the end um, yeah, so just go get the book like I'm just really trying to like. Promoted this book now.
0: So if people want to get their hands on Fire, how will they get it?
1: Um it's on Amazon, amazon.com Kindle and paperback version. So, and I got it on sale, Kindle 3.99.
0: Indeed, indeed. $3.99. Wait. Wait, did you say 3.99? 3.99. Yes. Misfits, don't play. For now. For now. <laughs> don't play before he changes this price. Y'all need to make your way over to Amazon. <laughs> 3.99. <laughs> for real yes. for a whole novel stop playing, stop playing. and i've already sold 14 copies since friday come so on. and yes. we're recording this on sunday y'all come on yes. that's what i'm talking about and of course all of this information will also be in the description as i said at the beginning of the show make sure You are checking out the description. There are important things in the description of the show.
1: (laughs) I'm listening to it. (laughs) Right. Make sure you listen to those hot topics, too.
0: Thank you. Just listen to the entire podcast. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) so, yeah, I greatly appreciate you being on here. I'm so happy that I am, you know, the healing space is your first podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
0: There, there are great things coming in your future. So, we're going to yeah. look back and be like, ah, look at this. Look at right.
1: this. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, next time we do it, I'll be like, well, Ray, the movie's about to come out. <laughs> I got a book deal. <laughs> What are we doing? What's up? Let's right, go! Like,
0: yes. what's going? On?
1: Cabo, Brazil. Like, what's the what's the safe spaces for queer people that we can go to? Let's go!
0: Come on, speak that me now. <laughs> <laughs> trying
1: to travel. I'm trying to travel.
0: Yes, I will gladly be with you for real. Like, let's make it happen. Interview okay. you all over the world. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Miss Fitz, we're going to go when we come back. It's all about good. News. The healing space is a safe space for everyone in the Misfit universe, and I love hearing from all of you. So make sure that you're reaching out to me all over social media. If you're looking to connect to the podcast, that's THS Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, underscore THS Podcast on Twitter, and our official website thspodcast.com. If you're looking for me, that will be Scorpio Yogi all over social media. That's scorpiyogi Yogi. Please make sure that you guys are subscribing, you're sharing, you're retweeting, you're reposting. Make sure you're getting us out there. Like every episode. This way, more people are able to find us and get their healing in. Lastly, for any questions or comments, you can email us at ths at revolutionmultimedia.com. Again, that's ths at revolutionmultimedia.com. Okay, let's get back to healing. And now it is time for good news. So first, I want to thank D. Rashad Battle, my dear friend, for a great conversation And like I told you guys, there will be some gems in there. Hopefully, you guys pick them up. (laughs) So as stated earlier at the beginning of the show, July is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. So I just wanted to give you guys some quick tips. Like I said, we're going to have three episodes this month. So I'm not going to share everything right now. I'm just going to slowly kind of draw all of these things out. So the first thing that I want to share with you guys is I want you to choose a time of day to disconnect from the world. And so when I say disconnect, I mean from everything, from your laptop, from your tablet, from your phone, like disconnect. Uh, If you can do this at home, you know, uh, just wherever it is that you're able to be alone, disconnect and just have you time. And I know that's not easy for everyone. So that's the reason why the first one I'm saying is just saying, you know, do it for a short amount of time. Maybe give yourself a half an hour to an hour of just separating. See what that feels like for you. Because then that leads into the second one, which is I would like for you to choose a whole day where you're able to do this, where you just disconnect. And of course, this is more than likely for those of you who don't work on weekends. If you only work uh, five days a week, this would be the time where you would be able to do it. If you work on weekends, I'm going to hope that you have a day during the week where you don't have to work. So, whenever it is that you're not working, attempt as best you can to have a day where you totally disconnect from everyone, which leads me to the third thing. Work on being able to take yourself on self-dates. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to be around people either, you know? Now, of course, if you go to a park, there to be people like running by you and all that kind of stuff, but... A simple self-date, taking yourself out for, you know, maybe a hike. Me, I used to always go and climb Stone Mountain, and that was a self-date for me. You know, I climbed the mountain, maybe when I would come down, maybe i take myself off for something to eat, maybe go to a movie, you know? And that creates an entirely new conversation where I feel like I need an episode dedicated to this of people not enjoying their own company. You'd be surprised how many people I've told that I've gone to movies alone and they're like, that's so, of course not saying it directly towards me, but they consider it to be pathetic. If they did themselves, they'd say it as pathetic. And I'm like, it's actually pathetic that you don't like yourself enough to go out on a date with you, you know, with all due respect, because you should enjoy your company enough that you don't need the company of someone else in order for you to have a good time. I love going out with me. I genuinely do. I really enjoy my own company. I was uh, telling Tay this weekend when we were driving to Savannah that I've driven uh, back and forth to from Atlanta to Baltimore and uh, vice versa. And I said that it was actually the most peaceful drive because I've come up and down that road numerous times with different people. But doing it alone was the most peaceful experience I've ever had. Uh, Funny enough, when I did it the first time, when I drove from Baltimore to Atlanta, I stopped off during the night and actually stayed with D. Rashad in North Carolina. But once I got to Atlanta, when I came back, I drove straight, straight from Atlanta to Baltimore. And it was, oh, it was so peaceful. I mean, it also worked on my side that the weather was absolutely beautiful. But yeah, 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 yeah. So putting that out there to you guys to attempt to go on a self-date. Take yourself out, you know, if you want some more ideas of things you can do, definitely inbox me, hit my DMs and let me know. I'm definitely here to help. Absolutely. And then the last, which I'm going to probably mention all three episodes is seek therapy. Now, I plan to give specific therapists, but a part of me just feels like, should I be promoting them for free? Um, (laughs) Because I've done it on the show before. I've flat out, you know, shared people, but I'm like, if if they're not sponsors, then is this a smart business move for me to do? Just giving free promotion? Uh, But yeah, so I would say Google. Google and seek out these therapists. Uh, Get the help that you need. Again, if you're somebody who's here in Atlanta, I might be, but not, not, I might, I really can help you because the job where, where I work, it's teaming with therapists, you know, cause it's what we do. We work in mental health. So I'm just surrounded by therapists so I can absolutely help you. So if you're listening to this and you live in Atlanta, holler at me, DM me, and I can see who I can connect you to because it's important. It's very, very important. And for those who I'm friends with, of course, for me, when uh, I was going through my courses and everything to get my certification as a life coach, one of the things that they stress to us in class is that it is absolutely a conflict of interest to take on any family members or friends, you know? So I made that mistake once. I can admit it. I made it once and I learned my lesson. So I stay away from that now. (laughs) So if you're someone that I care about and you're listening to this right now, I can absolutely guide you to an actual therapist. Uh, But as far as my work that I can do with you as a life coach, that would not be possible. But you need someone else. You need somebody who you can just, you know, bounce your thoughts off of someone who isn't a family member and knows your entire history and is giving you judgment based off of what it is that they know, you know? And we all need that exhale. We all need that exhale and that person who can listen, that person who we believe can possibly give us sage advice or just open up new options that we've never thought of before. Being able to have that outlet helps, I promise you. And there is a difference for those of you who are like, you know, I have family and friends for that. I hear you. I absolutely do. Know that there is a difference. There is absolutely a difference. So what I would ask is that test it out. See how it feels. You know, when you go in, you have a conversation with them. Share your trepidation. Let them know how it is that you feel. I'm almost certain they will work with you. Do not be afraid of therapy. Do not be afraid of your healing. If you're listening to this, please know you are worth your peace of mine. Now, for the next bit of good news, I want to shout out BHW. BHW is one of several filmmakers who are highlighted in a workshop hosted by the Sundance Institute's feature program. Listen to that, Misfits, right? Now I've shared with BHW in the past that I believe he is an awesome writer and I pray nothing but wonderful things comes his way from this. I'm really, really happy for that dude. So sending love and light out to BHW. That is a Healing Space alumni right there, you know? (laughs) Nothing but great things, my brother. Nothing but great things. And lastly, for good news, as a reminder to please make sure you purchase D. Rashad's new book, Fire, the Book of St. Samuels. You can find that on Amazon. That would be Kindle, iPad, or paperback. Make sure that you check that out. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think I went on Amazon that when I was initially looking to buy it. And I think they give you a sample. Like you can actually sample it and read a few pages before you actually decide to purchase it. So do that. You know, if you're not quite sure, if you want to buy it just off the jump, go read a few pages, get sold on it, and then buy it. (laughs) Simple as that. Simple as that. So, I actually have the next two episodes scheduled, and I was about to share with you guys who's going to be on the next one, but I'm like, if anything, if the universe has taught me anything, it's like, don't jump the gun. There's no need to state it, and the next thing you know, that episode ends up not happening, and I got to replace them with somebody else. So (laughs) I'm going to be quiet on that and just say that you guys are going to love the month of July. I have some great guests and I can't wait to talk even more about Minority Mental Health Month. So thank you all so, so much for joining me. Thank you so much for continuing to subscribe, for continuing to like and share and repost. Your love means a great deal. Please make sure you are listening to the spinoff of The Healing Space, my newest podcast that I have along with my brother, Rob, who goes by, is it R3, R3, whew, I forgot his nickname that fast, um, yeah, Rob, who goes by R3 on the podcast, it is Wrestling While Black, Wrestling Wild Black, we're only on SoundCloud right now, but I'm looking to make that change very, very soon for us. But please make sure that you check it out. Um, Our latest episode, uh, we were, well, by the time you listen to this, it could have been so many more episodes. But (laughs) the last episode that we did in June of 2019, there we go, was an episode on diversity in wrestling. Diversity in wrestling. Talking about being black, talking about being queer. Yeah, we went in. So please make sure that you uh, check it out. And if you're not a wrestling fan, pass it on to somebody who you know that is. And that concludes this episode of The Healing Space. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you all endlessly. And until next time, namaste.